If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's. Ooh, ooh. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Jazzy Bell, and you are listening to Woman in Hip Hop Podcast. And on this show, we focus on the many talents and influences from women in hip hop. And today, I'm so excited. I'm sitting across um, from one of the most beautiful women in the world. Definitely one of the most sweet, the most dear. Her face is just, yeah, I don't know. I can't even. It's just angelic. She's such a. Her soul matches her look, I swear, in and out beauty. We have Malaya in the building. What's up, Malaya? Hi, Jazzy. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Now, is it Malaya Michelle? Yes. Okay. And that's your government name, right? No. <laughs> Michelle is my last name. It's my government name. Yes. Okay. And Malaya is your government first name? No. Um, a customer gave that to me. Really? Yes. Okay. I used to work in the... Um, the white clubs and my name was Chanel so when I moved to the black clubs the girls are like oh my my real name is Chanel she can't be Chanel real- <laughs> <laughs> when the black girls said their real name is Chanel yeah so okay. they didn't want my dance name to be Chanel uh-huh. so I had a customer he was a Samoan guy I think and he was like your name should be Malaya and I was like What's that? He was like, well, it means happy in my language, because I was always smiling. Wow. <laughs> I've never heard that before. So, that's and how it just I stood with you. Yeah. And he just turned into a brand. So Chanel's not your first government. That's not your name, though. Mm-mm. Okay, so do you tell your government name? No. Okay. That's what I was like. I ain't going to dig too deep now. <laughs> they don't want to talk about it. We ain't got to do that. Okay. All right. All right. I didn't know that. I don't know why. Because that name really does fit you. Now I know he was right. Happy. <laughs> have a happy spirit. A happy light around you. Talk to me about, first of all, how is your family and friends? Now, you're originally from Houston, correct? No, I'm from no. L.A. originally. Okay. Born and raised. Kill a king. Kill a king. Rest in peace. It's not there anymore. Okay. Okay, but now you said you was there for how long? Like 10 years, about like 9 years, yeah. Okay, and how is your friends out there, how is people out there, how are they holding up with the whole Hurricane Harvey? Everybody is doing, everybody that I know mm-hmm. is doing well. Um, they just can't believe it. It's just such a, it's so devastating. I can't believe it, you yeah. know. Um. But I'm actually trying to put together, well, we are putting together, Mazani and I are putting together um, a call to all the dancers and the strip club owners around the country. We have about 12 clubs Mm -hmm. that are participating right now to put together boxes with donations for... Yeah, I saw you on IG. <laughs> together. No, I commend you. I think that is so dope. Definitely we'll talk after this and you can let me know how I can help as well. I think that would be amazing. Thank you. So now, growing up in Cali, now you said Killer King. You said it's not there no more. What is that? It, it's the hospital. My oh. Luther King Hospital. <laughs> okay, and we call it Killer King because... I don't know. I don't know why we was calling it Killer King. Niggas you was dying. Why? Yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. See, being from Detroit, one of the hospitals I think was called Killer something. I think it was Killer St. John. Mm-hmm. Killer King's not there no more, though. Because y'all killer motherfuckers. That made me feel old. <laughs> <laughs> like, how y'all just go 
tear down the hospital I was born at. Well, listen, at least we got something out of it. Something good out of it, I say. Outside of oh, being a killer king. <laughs> talk to me about your childhood. Because one thing about this podcast, I always like to give my listeners a backstory as to who you were and how you got to become the young lady, the beautiful young lady you are today. So I just want to get familiar with just how Malaya was, young Malaya was back in the day. Um, hmm. What about your parents? Do you have, like, your mother, your father? How was it growing up? Like, any siblings? How was it for you? I have, my mom is, like, about 15 years younger than my dad. So I have siblings, but everybody, my closest sibling is 20 years older than me. So, like, my nieces are my age and my nephews, you know? So I would hang out with them sometimes. But for the most part, I I was, I grew up an only child. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And um, I had a crazy, well, you know, my mom and my dad were together, but my mom was very busy. She was the breadwinner, though. She is a workhorse. She's still working, like... I'm like, Mom, sit down. She has cancer. She has breast cancer. And she still, like, will not sit down. She's just a worker. Uh Um, My dad, I want to say, it's kind of like me. Yeah? Yeah. In a different sense. Like, he's, he's an attractive guy that like Maxine Waters used to have an apartment for him in Hollywood. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Like Maxine Waters was one of his like sponsors. Auntie Maxine. Auntie Maxine. You come for me? I'm <laughs> you? Reclaiming my time, Maxine. <laughs> this is what I found out. Like you know later. <laughs> my wow, dad. Love is my exclusive. dad had hoes. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how he. But he really was like that. He just like. Maxine was one of his shorties back in the day. Yeah, yeah. He had shorties for real. <laughs> Wait a minute. And you Pops. said she had a place for him. Yeah, he, she had a, an apartment for him. Yeah, I guess when they were younger or whatever. And your dad told you that? I found out from my aunt, my aunt, his sister. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And did they describe how she was back in the day? He's. They said that he really wasn't tripping off of her like that. Oh, he, he wasn't had tripping off her like that. Chicks, you know, like she was one of many. Yeah. Well, as far as her personality, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. She was just. His girls. <laughs> now, what is your background as far as your ethnicity? My dad is Creole from Louisiana. Okay. My mom's black, Indian, you know, what we all are. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I personally, I just consider myself a black woman. I don't like to go into all of that because we're all mixed up in. In a way, yeah, definitely. Across the world, yeah. A lot when of I go to the DMV and they ask me what my ethnicity is, what box you checking? African American. All right, sister so. girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's I what I that. am. <laughs> I hear that. Now, when it came to you being uh, a child, what were some of the interests and aspirations you had younger on? I wanted to be a dancer. You always wanted to dance? I but what? always. I saw... Talk to me. with with old girl from that was on Saved by the Bell and it was over. Yes. <laughs> Why did I recently just see that movie? Was it Showgirls? Showgirls. Show yeah, striptease. Showgirls. You're right. I got Showgirls. You, girl. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, Malaya. Are you serious? 
Yeah, I really have always wanted to dance, and it was so funny. I couldn't dance when I was a kid, and all my friends used to make fun of me because I danced like a white girl <laughs> at the clubs. <laughs> so I was, like, determined to not... I went to every party, was like, I'm going to be the best dancer, and I ended up being... The best dancer. Big Booty Nikki with the... She gonna be at the party? Mm-hmm. Oh. Right in the middle of the dance floor, too. <laughs> How long did it take you to perfect your craft? <laughs> it took a couple of years. I go. <laughs> really? How old were you when you said around that time? Um, like junior high. Well, I went to private school, too. My mom raised me Seventh-day Adventist. Okay. So, um... I went to private school uh, all the way up until junior high. I got kicked out because my teacher uh-huh. tried to hit on me and I told on his ass. What? And they kicked me out. What? Yeah. How did he try to hit on you? He just would always right get so close to me. Like One time he was rub, rubbing my hips and was like, kiddo, it's going to be okay. And asking me why I'm so angry all the time. And I'm like, because you fucking freak me out. Like, yeah. So, but he got, he ended up getting fired. I found out like five years ago for having an affair with a student. So, there you go. Now, to everyone so, that's listening, the teacher, the principal, whoever expelled my girl, Malaya, fucking idiot. He but, you know, even men, like, I think I was judged at that school particularly because I was thick. I was, I was a young girl, but I was always thick. I would get sent home, you know, on free dress days because I had on shorts and... They would be the same height as everybody, I mean, the length as everybody's shorts, but because my thighs were thick and my booty was big, it was like, uh, was gotta go right. home. You have no idea how you're pulling at my heartstrings right now, because that's like the story of my life as well. So I empathize with you with that exact same situation I went through that, just being curvy, being thick. I remember. Who needs an alarm in the morning? When McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles. And a breakfast cutoff. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Being in school, you would have to have, like, your skirt would have to be, like, two inches above your knees. Mm -hmm. And it would be two inches above my knees. But the fact that I was thick. But when you sit down. Right. You know, it might. a little more juice than the rest of the skinny girls. And you actually would get expelled or kicked out. That. It's not my fault. But what did that do for you psychologically? Because I felt like for me, it just it it still stays with me today. I'm very image conscious because of it. You, I feel you empowered it. Like you really took it, and you you took it in a way where you made it work for you. That's because growing up thick, it was like honestly, that's kind of what pushed me into dancing. Because a lot of the older men were always trying to talk to me and stuff like that. A lot of the guys in high school, like, they just look like little guys compared to me. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I tried to get regular jobs and I wouldn't get, I remember I went to to get a job and I had on a long skirt because, you know, even pants, when you have a booty, pants are like way more revealing than a skirt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's tooting the booty up a little more. Right. Stuffing it all in. <laughs> Stuff turkey. So, <laughs> I, um, I had a long skirt, and it wasn't even a tight long skirt. But the guys were like, 
laughing and running to the office and hiding behind the window like and then God was like you're causing too too much commotion already like we can't hire you (laughs) so it was like all right um I had a couple of those jobs that you know like teaching assistant like you know at preschools where you know I watched the kids and stuff like that them. They, in preschool, they the were drooling kids love you. Me. Kids love me. They do. I'm sure. I love so the babies. Yeah. So I do want to know this now because you got you talked about the career choices that you tried to have in the past, and now it basically compelled you to want to be a dancer, to be a stripper. Would you say that? Well, like, I ended up having to leave first. I ended up having to leave my house. I didn't get along with um, my mom's new boyfriend. You know, it's one thing when parents break up and then they get with someone else. Mm -hmm. I noticed that the child is kind of pushed out because it's like the mom is, is really wants to please the man, you know? So it's like the family is great, but when that dad is gone, that kid is like, you know, you're like cock blocking. You know what I'm saying? Because the dad, the other man is like, that's not my kid. You know, you're like kind of a burden. That's how you the, I felt like that. So. Yeah, how old were you at this point? I was about 16. Okay. And some things happened, and I ended up leaving. So. Um, Between you and. The, and the, the guy, man. yeah. Did she end up marrying him? Is he like a stepdad? Was he his stepdad? She was just just the boyfriend. Okay. So mm-hmm. I ended up leaving. I just didn't feel, you know, loved. Yeah, respected. I'm not gonna be anywhere where I, even if it's home, if I don't yeah. feel like I'm, you know, wanted there, then I'm not gonna be there. So you felt unwanted by your mother. You was. I did. I did. Did you voice that to her? Uh, I really did. My mom is. It's taking me a long time to make peace with who I am and what I've gone through in life and how I've been treated by my family. And I really think that looking at it now, it really, it's our situation as a people, Mm -hmm. as a black people. You know, we, our parents don't have time for us. Like I said, my mom was so busy working, trying to take care of the house, trying to keep a roof over my head. Mm -hmm. In Pasadena, sending me to private school, she really meant the best for me. You know what I'm saying? (sighs) She tried her best. But kids need attention. Attention. Have you ever seen that? What was that guy? Um, the water guy. The Asian guy. The water guy? What was this, on social media? No, no, no. Oh, he did a like a, the water documentary. Uh, Moto. Emoto? Something? Anybody in the room know what you're talking about? He did like a it. he did like a test on water, right? Okay. And you know that we're like 70% water. Like 80. Yeah, right. Yeah. So he put like three beakers and he said like mean things to one beaker full of water every day. Mean things like I hate you, you're nothing. Oh, yeah, I heard about this study. Y'all right, can, yeah, explain right. it. And then the second one he was like I love you, you're amazing. Right. And the third one he just ignored it. He didn't give it any attention. Okay. 
The first one was really, really cloudy and ugly from all the hate and, you know. After how long? A while. I don't remember how long it was. Mm -hmm. The second one was clear, you know, because it was loved. Mm -hmm. The third one was the worst one. Just no attention. It was yeah. the worst one. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like that's our issue. It was the best way to describe how you felt growing up. Right. And I understand what you mean, the black community, like you said, especially a lot of the mothers. Our parents are working. Yes. Trying to, you know what I'm saying? And you'd be lucky to have both parents in a household. And then a lot of black women, that's why, we'll talk about that later on in the show, but that's why I take offense to when black men say, oh, I don't like to date black women, they're too strong, or they're angry, or they're a bitch. I was like... <laughs> They had to raise your nappy head ass <laughs> by themselves. You know well, what I, I mean? shenanigans. Right. Like, your mother probably was talked to that way or looked upon the same way that you're looking upon other black women because sure. they had to endure so much. But this goes all the way back to slavery. And then now in the, the present, it's like they're raised, they're doing so much by themselves. You know, so it's a toll that... And I think it's side. us too, especially with our boys. Mm -hmm. When single mothers raise their boys, they they become clingy. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. we just can't t we can't raise men. We can't raise men by ourselves. It's mm -hmm. just they need men. They need an example. They need that strength. A woman is not going to be clinging on to her son if her man is there. She's going to be like, boy, bye. You know, like in Baby Boy. She's yes. like, boy, bye. Yes. I'm going to need a too. <laughs> but when she doesn't have that man, it's like you're in all his business. You're, you know, picking at everything he does, everybody he meets. It's yeah. just. And then that's when you get mama's boy. Yeah. Yep. So now. And that's when you get the self-hate, too, because they see us. Being Not the loving ourselves, oh, too. Yeah? They see that. So describe that. So, like, the kids see that their own mother doesn't love themselves? We are very... I don't know how to... I, I want to say it the right way. Just say it. Even if it sounds fucked up. We're all programmed <laughs> not to like ourselves. We're as all black pro people. as black people, as black women. Mm -hmm. You know, we're just now starting to our shape. We were just talking about how insecure we were about our shapes growing I up. I hate my body. Girl, I can't believe life. that people are like wanting Injecting all of this. Themselves. I'm like, oh my God, do you know that this has been like a, a headache for me all my life? You can't get anybody to take you seriously. If they do, they're freaking out because they're like, everybody's gonna be on you you know what i'm saying it's like it's really a hassle so to see the women do it it's like crazy to me i'm like i've always wanted to be just this pretty petite girl you, you know wanted to be, you always wanted to exchange in your i always wanted to attributes because of the slum good bodies i or just slum bodies <laughs> <laughs> yes because they just always got the good guys. They always got really? the opportunities. Yeah. Wow. You know, now, especially here in this LA. Conversation. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just being selfish, but I understand <laughs> what you're saying. I mean, now it's, just, it's different and yeah. it's amazing. You know what I'm saying? It's great, but it wasn't always like that. And really, me growing up in LA, I felt it hard. Facts. See, growing up in Detroit, you throw a rock, you won't see a bunch oh, growing of... Growing up in Detroit, honey, <laughs> yes. I'd have been accepted. Yes, that's what I'm saying. That's the difference. So now I feel your... I understand your pain, but I can't... 
necessarily, you know, mm-hmm. understand it the way that you went through it. I know that I didn't go through it in that sense because growing up, everybody was curvy. Everybody had the big lips, big hips. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even though it still wasn't as loved as it is today, but I saw a lot of what I looked like around me. So in LA, hell no, it was more. <laughs> Silicone Valley, slow, just small, just small, petite. Oh no, just I. Uh, it was funny because when I first started modeling, Buffy. It was. Hey there! Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about. Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Me and Buffy. Mm -hmm. Well, Buffy came out first. Yes. And, you know, it was so funny because everyone was like, Eric White used to come to the club I worked at, and he was trying the to get me, Eric the director, right. he was trying to get me to in videos for like a year, and I was like, I'm too big, you know, he was like, no, no, you're, you'll be great, I promise you, I'll make sure you're straight, and I just was like, no, and then when Buffy came out, mm. she kind of gave me the confidence to do it, you know what I'm saying, mm. and we're like, you could be like Buffy, you could do that, and I was just like, I could, you know? <laughs> so yeah, Buffy. Same thing for me. Same thing for me. So I understand she, I understand where you're coming from. Buffy really opened the doors for a lot of us. She the really, really gave us confidence. And she was a dancer. So she really, really... I have to say that. I have to say, Buffy the Body is my inspiration. She's the reason why I'm, do, I'm doing this and mm-hmm. why I was doing it, you know? Yeah. So... So when you um, decided to leave, you could say it was around 16 is when you started doing the dancing? I actually did do a party at 17. Who brought you in? That's what I want to know. Like, I wanted to do you, it. Right, because of showgirls, like you said. Mm-hmm. But and I told, actually, you know, it's so funny. You See, this is why parents need to pay attention to their kids because... One of my friends from high school's mom threw my first party when I was 17. The mom? <laughs> the mom. So was yeah. she a dancer herself? No. Mm-mm. She was just like... Was her daughter a dancer? She was a hustler. No, she was just a hustler. She did check scams. She was just like a hustler. She was like, okay, you, you fine. Hell yeah, you can make some money. Let's... <laughs> She should have been a madam for real. She, <laughs> she was like, come on, we can do it. We got this. And I had another cute little friend that wanted to dance. And we did our first party. I was 17 years old. Describe that. What was the party like? It wasn't nothing, really. It was just a house party. It dancing. was a house party. I have never had, you know, and it was so funny. <laughs> 
I've never had any bad experiences at parties. Mm -hmm. But when I think about, you know, when you're young and you don't know what's going on, you like really want to impress. So, you know, the name gets out and it's like everybody wants you at the party. So I was doing some really raunchy ass shit. <laughs> like, literally, like me and the girl have dildos. Like, we didn't know we were like, okay, this is what we're gonna. Oh my god, like now I'm like, like somebody, something was with us. I don't care what anybody says God was with us that day because it was full of men and we was dildoing each other and then nobody do nothing. What? Like now I think about it and I'm like. That was kind of crazy. <sighs> and that was your first party. First party. <laughs> I didn't, girl, I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. But yeah. everything ended up okay. Mm-hmm. Um, where's the mama at now? She in jail. Mariah, <laughs> I didn't expect all this. <laughs> but I'm loving all of this. She's content. in jail because the up? check scams caught up to her or something like that. So she had to do some time. I, I think she has to do quite a, a nice <laughs> amount of time, too. Really? How do you feel about her now? Like, y'all, it's all good, right? I'm not mad, but it's like, damn, if that, like, mothers, man, do not, mm -hmm. I was such an outcast because of what I chose to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. For my whole family, Back I then still it was am. So taboo. I still am, except for they see me on TV sometimes, so they get kind of like, oh, you were on TV. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, whatever. You know, it's really not, you know, it's yeah. not that. You Like, you could be on TV and that doesn't mean anything. Mm. You know, but they get excited about that, and I'm just like, eh, yeah, back up. <laughs> because you knew what they kind of put you through. Because how you treated you. me, all my life, my own family. What was the reaction from your family when you decided to dance? They just shunned me. My mom. You know, it's hard because my mom is so funny. She's like told me she wanted to be a Playboy model, and this is like what. I honestly feel like I'm living her dream if she had the balls to be who she really wanted to be. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But um, she's been to the club. You know, she's had a blast at the club, but then she'll go off and let people get in her ear. And then she'll, you know, start acting funny and stuff like that. So, but I understand, but... She never danced on herself. No. So okay. My mom is a x-ray tech... She used to be a nurse, but she she didn't like that, so she went back for X-ray, and mm -hmm. you know, she's a, an amazing woman. My mom is a lady, yeah. and that's one thing that I'm very happy that I was able to see, because a lot of girls don't have that example in their home. A lot of girls, their mothers were prostitutes. Like yeah. they couldn't wait to turn 18 so they can go to the strip club and get on stage for their commercial. You know what I'm saying? To get a guy to take them home. That's like, they couldn't wait to get in there and do that. Yeah. So, you know. It That's why me, it seemed like, when it doesn't seem like, it's clear that this was a choice for you. This was something yeah. that you wanted from day one. Like you said. It was something that I wanted. A lot wanted. of girls in there, I feel like they fall into that life, like you said, because they had a mother that, you know, probably wasn't the best example. They don't they really fall life. into it. They can't wait to get there. So they can do that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, um... 
it it just it's fast money it can it can get to you anybody it's gotten to me you know what i'm saying the i made it's like an athlete you know athletes freaking make all this fucking money and then like they're broke or bankrupt you know what i'm saying like it's really hard to hold on to money when you don't have the education to make it work for you it's to invest it and a lot of black people we don't have that you know our parents don't know what to do with money i have money like mom what am i supposed to do she doesn't know what the hell to do with it you know what i'm saying so it's like we always watch our parents struggle and it's depressing when you have all this cash and you're making all this cash and you just don't know what to do with it it's really it's really depressing. I think that's the most depressing thing because you know that it's not going to last forever, and, forever, you and you're you just scared. Knowledge. You're living in this fear and trying to find stuff. And people are, they are like sharks. They are like, yeah, I got a, I got one. You know what I'm saying? I got one with a little money. She don't know what the fuck she's doing. You know what I'm saying? Like people are out there like that. And when you don't have a support system, you don't even have your family. You know what I'm saying? It's like really, I just, I have so much love for the girls in this industry because they don't have anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They don't yeah. have anybody and they are outcasts. Mm-hmm. They're outcasts. We're looked at as hoes, traps. No one expects us to have any substance. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So, a lot of these girls are treated like that all their life from yes. their families. Any, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they don't feel like they should have sus- substance. They're like, okay, that's how you feel about me? Fuck it. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. So what made, how do you guys, I mean, what do you? What do y'all do with that though? Like, how do y'all stick together and figure out we don't to, stick together right because i am a person i when i started dancing in a club atmosphere mm-hmm. i moved it's when i got kicked out of my mom's place or whatever and i moved with my sister now my sister and them they're from la they're not from pasadena my brothers are from 60s, 90s, schoolyard. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and I had a brother that, he's deceased, but he was an OG from 60s. So he had a lot of homeboys and stuff like that. Yeah. So when I started dancing at the Barbary Coast, yeah. the Crip hangout at the time, everybody was like, oh, that's little sis. Right. So. You were protected. I was protected. And the pimps. You know what I'm saying? They were like my brother's friends. So they like schooled me. They would be like, watch this. You see that bitch, she fine, huh? I mean, I've seen beautiful women ruin themselves from thinking that they're all that. You know what I'm saying? Jumping in and getting fucking played. Like, you know, it turned out. So I was like, oh no, I'm I'm not that fine. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's I ain't crazy. that fun. And you really are that fun. <laughs> <laughs> for real. But I can't. get what you're saying. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. 
At participating McDonald's. Yeah, because you sit back and you're seeing it from a different perspective. Because you had the OGs around here, you had somewhat of a support system because of your brother and his, you know, his situation. His friends had your back. Yeah, they did. So you they had my back. A whole nother angle. So you was able to kind of deter that from happening to you, kind of avoid it. Yeah, and the guys were always in my ear, like, don't be a hoe, don't sell pussy, don't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They were just all, they instilled that in me. Mm-hmm. So I, I came up with the whole mental thing that as long as I'm not giving up no pussy, I'm winning. You know what I'm saying? That's, that was your motto. That was as my motto. Like, that's how I no know pussy, I'm, I'm winning. winning. Like, you can't. As long as I'm not giving up no pussy, you can't play me. You can't. What can you say? And that's like the biggest misconception I would say when it comes to a lot of strippers. They think automatically because you're a dancer and you're in that lifestyle, you're fucking all of your customers. You always run a trick. It's not like that. It's so it's girls that, like I said, are in there for that. Yeah. But there's really, and you know what? those kind of girls really make it hard for the girls that are really entertainers and that love to dance like honestly hoes are created equal the hoes you posted that the hoes have been the like the (laughs) freaking thorn in my side all my life (laughs) like I saw that. I was like, I can't wait to talk to this girl. She said holes aren't created equal. And no one knew. You know what it is? I guess it's one of those things like an oxymoron. It's like, how are you? Because people assume that you're a dancer, so they tag you as a hoe. And it's like, most women don't want to be called a hoe. And then it's like, you said holes aren't created equal. It's like, wait a minute, what? I don't Please explain look, what you mean by that. My whole thing is, look, we are women, okay? Girl, we are women, and niggas think a bitch is a hoe if she's had sex with more than five guys. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, I was 13. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, come on. To me, a hoe is somebody that doesn't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? And that's gonna just do your ass and you know she don't care about nobody and their feelings who she's hurting what she's breaking up nothing men are hoes too and men are hoes too right but you know what i'm saying yeah, i got that but got if a woman is that. doing her thing she's mm-hmm. trying to raise her kids she's trying to better her life she's trying to she not stepping on niggas toes. she you know to me fair exchange is no robbery if in that case you know as long as there's an understanding then everybody is happy it's no problems but a hoe to me is just a shady motherfucker that <laughs> is lying telling the customers lies on you so they don't buy dances from you that's what a hoe is to me that must have happened to you <laughs> yes and i'm <laughs> scarred what happened give me one scenario i mean the worst experience for you when it comes to dealing with these chicks I mean, the girls... Your co-workers, I would call them. They just lie on you. I would call them co-workers. They lie on you. I mean, no, not everybody I work with is a hoe. Mm -hmm. I met some hoes at the hospital. You know what I'm saying? I've met hoes uh, in places that I didn't think hoes were supposed to be. Right. You know? But, um... I love this. I'm sorry. I just fucking love all of this that's going on right now. I met hoes where I thought hoes wasn't supposed to be. <laughs> that's some real shit. I'm fucking falling in love with you. I met hoes where I thought hoes wasn't supposed to be. Right? I'm like, ooh. Ah, Y'all like doing some old shit up in here, huh? 
Bye. Aren't you a politician? Girl, you want some whole shit. Girl, that be on the whole shit more than anybody. <laughs> That's an experience with you and your coworkers. Give me one where you're like, ugh, this is terrible. I remember a girl in Houston, and this girl to me was so bad. Like, Beautiful. I've seen bad chocolate too. Mm. And she was so insecure about that. But that's because, you know, in the South, they kind of still have that. I've heard guys say, oh, this is the light-skinned girl club. Like, stuff like that. Yeah. Like, dark-skinned girls aren't allowed. Like, kind of thing. So, they still kind of have that. I'm from L.A. I, that, that was crazy to me. Because we're not like that here. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're pretty... You're really? pretty. Know, it doesn't fucking LA matter. Thing, so I thought it was Hell no, people too. think that, but yeah. it's really not. Like, honestly, I've always gotten picked over by pretty ass dark skinned girls in LA, especially, especially in the white clubs. Mm. White guys like newbie and looking black women. True. When they want a black woman, they don't want nobody like me. They want somebody Afro. that is like it's like you you know what i'm saying they want somebody they want the lips they want them they want the black woman look mm-hmm. they don't want they're like oh you ain't you know what i was fantasizing about they want some jungle booty <laughs> <laughs> your booty ain't jungle enough you rainforest you, you rain jungle. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't jungle booty <laughs> So to me, it was like that was that was weird. To me, she was just so beautiful, and I told her I was like, you know, I would tell her like, I I think I'm a Sagittarius, so I could be really blunt. And you know, I have this thing about selling pussy in the club because I've not done it. I know what. Once you do that, it's like the fantasy is gone. Mm. There's nothing. I don't care if your pussy is on like diamond studded. Like there's nothing better than the fantasy. You can never top the fantasy. In my fantasy, you can fucking be flying and make my dick fucking twirl. You know what I'm saying? You can't do that shit in person. Like (laughs) in real life. So, you know, our minds, I've really realized that with men and their fantasies, it's not feasible. It's not. Yeah. It's just not. You right. know what I'm so saying? So don't even attempt. It's like, don't even attempt. Don't even give a shit. What they really want you to do, you can't do it. So Men love it when you're just being you. Yeah. They love when women are just being women. The best fantasies, the be- you know, is when I'm just like, into my dance and the guy is just like oh my god like and i'm not even i forgot he was there you know what i'm saying they just like to see us having pleasure it's so crazy talking to you now i realize <laughs> why you're winning out here because for one you've always wanted to do this oh yeah two you fully sincerely enjoy being on stage and when you are on stage you're not the one that's like doing all like the twerking hard and the gyrating like you're I feel like you're performing for yourself sometimes it's like you're dancing in the mirror and we're just watching you just be you (laughs) you're like the most seductive stripper I think is out there like you really just seduce 
your audience. And that's what it's about. It's about the seduction. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the best part. I I feel so sorry for the girls that are missing that. Yeah. Because they're missing the whole experience. That's the feminine energy that we've been denied. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so powerful. I I don't know what I'm going to do with myself when I'm done with this. Because I'm like, I'm going to miss this so much. The best part to me is like when I'm on stage and there's a girl there with her guy and she's just like kind of like whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. When I get on stage, she's like, starts to like, Girl, okay. with you. and then she's like, feeling you and shit. I can do that. <laughs> and then she starts, you know, dancing on her guy and she starts feeling herself. And I'm like, you go, girl. Yeah. She's going to wear his ass out tonight. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, I love that. I yeah. love that. And I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to get that when this is gone, you know, when this is over. Have and you it's, planned? Do you have a plan for the next I do. move for Malaya outside of dancing? Because clearly you love it. <laughs> clearly we, we you just revealed that this is something you always wanted to do. So we all know as women, as people, we get older. Right. Things are going to fall. Right. Things are going to drag and hang and swing. <laughs> so, right, right. What are we gonna do with ourselves? Like you talked about money. You talked about in the beginning. You have all this money, and how it's like you didn't know what to do with it. Where I are you when it comes so to like money. saving and investing? Now I am the most frugal, especially since going vegan. Yes. Like Which I, I commend you for. Thank you. It, it took me like literally four years, you know. But um, I'm so frugal. Like, I literally put up, I literally live off of 10% of my money. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So everything else goes up. Because my plan, and it's, my plan is start. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, But the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Starting change, because mm-hmm. my thing was I just wanted to disappear. I wanted to go to like Peru or Ecuador or somewhere and just Man. live in the rainforest. You know what Man. I'm saying? Like honestly. So enjoy the fruits of your labor <laughs> <laughs> and just be where it's nature and natural and just healthy. Calm. When I look at greenery, am I? eyes just feel good you know what I'm saying like I just want to be in that so um that was my plan but I'm like starting to see that the vegan thing and the fitness thing is kind of sucking me in okay (laughs) you know what I'm saying so maybe I really wanted to disappear You can still disappear. I, I feel like I can still disappear. Right. But like what you were talking about, the blog thing, maybe when I start feeling a little more comfortable. Or, right, because I think you would be a great personality in your own right, like talking and Maybe just for like story. vegan food or something and fitness, something like that. I would. I, I think I would like that. Yeah, because I could do that from you anywhere. Enjoy yeah, yeah, you enjoy working out. Oh, Yeah. Vegan, being vegan. Okay, it's something that I really, like, want us to do because mm-hmm. it's just so much going on, you guys. Like, this whole, this world is run by people that don't give a shit about the little guys. 
You know what I'm saying? We yeah. got we have to start stop giving our res- our life responsibility to somebody that is not even they don't even know what it's like to be you. You know what I'm saying? They're so up there somewhere. They have no clue what goes on down here. Mm-hmm. So stop giving them the responsibility. Take the responsibility for yourself. Because the information is out there. Mm-hmm. It's just not in your face. You have to go dig you have to, for it. You have to go find it. And you really don't even have to dig for it. You much. just have to go find it. Just hit a Google button, basically. And, and, and <laughs> common sense. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Take care of yourself. Take care of your body. Work out. I mean... What got you on that? What did you do? She said, you know, I didn't feel good. Just, Really? I did not feel good. It's funny because people think being a vegan, you're going to lose all this weight. And you, like you say, you're very curvy. And you're still curvy. I, How much weight have you lost being a vegan? Um, I fluctuate so much. But since I started working out and like really feel like I'm doing it right now, mm-hmm. I've lost like 15 pounds. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a good, that's a decent amount. When I did it, I was vegan for five years. Oh! Oh, yeah, I love so that's that. right. So I mean, I still haven't had pork or Come beef back, in so long. <laughs> that's why I was like, Girl, we can really keep thinking about this vegan. But yeah, I did it for five years, and I still don't drink like regular milk, no beef, no pork. Uh, when I started going back, it was like okay, ve- vegetarian. Mm-hmm. And it was like pescatarian. <laughs> it was like goddamn chicken. Now I'm just telling you, I just don't eat beef or pork. All right, you know what I'm saying? I ain't going into like the details of it all. But nice. no, it. I always tell people when I was vegan, I lost 40 pounds, by the way. So I lost a large amount, a substantial amount of weight, and it was very noticeable. And like people was like, "Yo, what the fuck? Are you sick?" And I'm like, "Oh wow, damn. really? Yeah." Because hmm. when I, I mean, 40 pounds is a lot. That is a lot, but yeah. yeah, and it showed, I guess. But people close to me didn't recognize it as much as the outside world because they saw me every day. Right. And to them, I was still thick. I was still curvy. But when I show you before and after pictures, you're going to be like, uh, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> you lost a lot of weight. But um, I was the most happiest. I felt the most healthy. And I just felt light. I felt great spiritually, mentally, just everything. I just felt amazing. So when I see you on your journey, I'm like, yeah, I'm I envy it. Because I was like, I really want to go back. I do. I really want to go I back. Just and feel you're so doing the free. right thing. I feel so free. Mm-hmm. Like, like Dr. Sabi, like I was on his products. Like I, I have friends that knew him. I have never been to his village and I always wanted to go. So when mm. he passed, I was like, no, I've always wanted to meet you. You know what I mean? And he's very, what they call woke or whatever. So it's, but you know, he's just knowledgeable. He's a smart, brilliant Amazing. individual. And I see you tapping into that. And I just feel like, People just need to take away what they have when it comes to you, this whole preconceived notion as to who you are and what you do for a living. Like, just if you can for a second take that away and actually just listen to her. That's what I'm saying. If you ever thought about doing a podcast, I think it would be dope because people can tap into who you really are versus what you look like. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, yeah, she's a stripper, but that's probably one of the most woke strippers I fucking know. Dude. What's crazy is I, really, I started dancing, too, because I was just like, I want freedom. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
I could not wake up and go to a job every day and just, you know what I'm saying? I have to have freedom. So that brings me to my next question because as you're talking about, you know, you enjoying what it is you do and then everybody having this preconceived notion of you and you just being smarter than what people think you are and you love this. When it came to the controversy with you and Drake, when he said what he said, but not even what he said, what he did, it was, was it, and correct me if I'm wrong, it was Houston's Appreciation Weekend. Mm-hmm. And he was at a strip club. I don't know the name of it. But he did this retiring jerseys. Retiring strippers jersey. And I believe it was Miracle, Watts, Lyra Galore, and yourself. Mm-hmm. And I guess it was supposed to be humorous. But you had a huge clap back. You wasn't feeling it. Explain <laughs> what that was. Because I, I, when I read it, what I got from it. He was basically saying that he retired all of the the poppin' strippers, the ones that I named, you, Lara, and Miracle. And um, the fact that you still strip, and I guess these ladies don't, you felt some type of way. You was offended. So please, just elaborate on that. First of all, they told me that they were giving a, honoring us for representing Houston to the fullest, you know, like so well. Nothing about retirement, nothing. Okay. And the club reached out to you and told you that. The the people that handled the event for him. Okay. And honestly, I didn't want to go because the people that handled the event for him, I don't get along with. You know, they um they worked at the rival club of dreams, and dreams gave them hell when I was there. You know, so it was always they were always talking shit about me on the mics and trying to get the the city to come back over there what and stuff. Is this? At the time, it was um, it was V Live. So V Live is where this event was held. No, V Live. Okay. I think that they ended up breaking off, but it's the DJ that he's. He's cool with Drake now, but I always have issues with this DJ. Okay. Um, and I don't even know why, girl. Mm-hmm. I've tried to in the beef, like, what is it? You're a DJ. You're, and he's dope. He's a dope DJ. You know, but it's always something with him. I mean, I've had people, other club owners call me from out of town. Like, what is this guy's fucking deal? He's talking shit about you on the mic at my club. Because you were at the rival club. Yeah, but he'll, like, go to clubs and, like, oh, Malaya ain't all that. You know, this girl is all that. Like, and the and I've had, like, and you club had owners. with this guy. We, I know that he doesn't like me. Okay. I know that he talks shit about me. Right. But I've had club owners in other cities, like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. You know? And I'm like, damn, that's crazy. You know? Right. So, um... When they reached out to me, I was kind of like hesitant at first. Very hesitant. Mm-hmm. They kept on like Drake really wants you to come and this and this and that. And I was like, okay, they're using Drake's name. And honestly, Drake and I don't we don't talk. We don't because I used to date. We don't. We used to date, that. but we really don't have any communication. And it's kind of sometimes it does get to me, you know. That's my. Like I don't ex. have any communication. Yeah, at all, you know. Um, because the relationship between you guys were, would you say, how long did y'all date? It wasn't even that long. Maybe a year. 
off and on. You know what I'm saying? Six months nowadays. No, but it was off and on. You know, he's an yeah. he's a rapper, okay. a very popular one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but um, y'all had a close relationship. Y'all really. I really loved Drake. I really, really did, and I think that Drake is an amazing guy. He's amazing. He works hard. He's really passionate about what he does. He's smart. He's just in this industry where he's a guy from Canada. You know what I'm saying? Which to me, I've always liked the square Drake. When he's just being like Canada Drake, I thought he was so fucking dope. You know what I mean? I call him Aubrey. I don't want to talk to Drake. I like Aubrey. You know what I'm saying? Like, for real, because he's... So you never refer to him as Drake. He's always Aubrey. Oh, he, he's like, don't fucking call me that. He hates it. He hates when you call him Drake. Aubrey. Really? <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It's like... Mm -hmm. I, I like that square Drake when he when he does the like trying to be like gangster thing. It was just like, ugh. Like I I just don't like it. Yeah. So you know, being that he doesn't really understand a lot, so he counts on. When you say he doesn't understand a lot, like, a lot as far as Americanized double black like, women, they don't understand. So he has that. to, because he's not, he's raised from Canada. Mm -hmm. His mom is Jewish from his mom. You know, he's just really not American black ghetto nigga. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he's just not. You know no. what I'm saying? So okay. it really is like, even when he talks to me, it's like, I feel like he's being condescending as fuck. <laughs> you know, but I don't even that think he me. realizes he's being that way. Is the chair squeak? Is it started squeaking? He wasn't doing that earlier, right? It wasn't doing that all day earlier. I don't know what it is. Try to, try to, uh, a little, yeah, so to get it out of whack or something. Yeah, no, you're good. Yeah, now you're good. Okay, now you're good. So, it. So the condescending Drake, you said it, you felt like he was being condescending. Yeah, he, he does do that. I don't think that he really means to do it, but I think that he just doesn't understand. You know what I'm saying? So when I react a certain way, he just doesn't, he's like, he gets so defensive. But it's like, you know how black people, we could, we just talk to each other a different way. Mm -hmm. It's like, bitch, you ain't going out like that with me, bitch. Fuck that. Take that shit off. And it's like, <laughs> it sounds mean as fuck, but, you know, your girl will be like, <laughs> laughing like, oh shit, I look fucked up. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that's how we talk to each other. Yeah, like, so he's like, it real? Damn. Like, he's like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, he's just really like, oh, wow. he gets defensive. I don't think that I just feel like I'm too rough for him, honestly. I, I'm not, we're not for each other. And that's, you know, not a bad thing. I think that he's great. I think that um, the situation with him in Houston had more to do with the DJs. Mm -hmm. I think that he was just, um, he didn't know what, what the situation was. Mm -hmm. Because when I got on stage, they're giving... You were there. I, I was there. So you ended up going. And the guy, the DJ, the DJ is telling people I'm retired while I'm on stage. And I'm like, no, I'm not retired. Clearly. <laughs> I, I have AOD Mondays. Like, you know, so the only reason why I addressed it is because everyone was hitting me up on Twitter. 
or on Instagram, like, mm-hmm. you're not dancing anymore? Like, what, what's up with AOD Mondays? You know what I'm saying? So, really, I didn't address him. I addressed the blogs saying that I was reti- retired. Right. So it was no reason for him to get defensive with me. All I said was that I'm addressing the blogs, contrary to what the blogs are saying. Mm-hmm. I'm not retired. You know what I'm saying? AOD Mondays is on. He got defensive? What did he no say? No man can retire me. What did he did he say something to you publicly? Or I didn't straight to you. I could tell through the blogs. See, the thing is, I I dated Drake. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I know how they do with the blogs. They send the pictures in that they want. They tell them what they want them to say. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So when I landed and I saw what the blogs were saying, I knew it was him. I knew he had a part of it. And I know the whole... I I didn't even... He's the one that introduced me to the blogs. I didn't even, I wasn't even, I didn't have any idea what a blog was before I was with Drake. Introduce you like he had his team make you He showed famous. me all the blogs. He showed them to me. Like what, the media takeouts, the body alerts, Girl, the show, all that. Payroll, the Nicole, Bitchy, and everybody. Okay. I was <laughs> he like, was like, you need to get on all of this? No, he was just like, look. And I was just like, oh, wow, they're set. That's us. You know, I didn't know. I was shaking my ass. I was not worried about nobody else and what they was doing in life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> At all. No, but, you did say in the, what they call a rant. Um, and I understand why it could be perceived that way. Because you, you was defending yourself. And... Now I get it because you actually love dancing. It's almost like, because it's always this thing where it's like, I'm only dancing because I want to pay for school. I'm only dancing because I want to take care of my kids. No, you're on that motherfucking stage because you want to be on it. I love it. <laughs> and That's honestly, just so authentic to me. It's okay, so real. when I started dancing, I told you I danced at a white club. Right. I was not the favorite there. Right. You know, at all. Now you're the favorite in the whole world, I was girl. like, where can I be the favorite? Oh, I'm like, black guys love me. Mexican guys love me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to go where... So I don't have a problem in the club. They don't... They're not trying to... You know, I'm like their dream. You know, and that's how they've always treated me in the club. Like, I've never been treated bad. People think... Like, literally, I don't date guys in the club, but sometimes I feel like that's the only way I can get someone that knows I'm not with the bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Mm. The guys in the club know I'm not selling pussy. The guys in the club know I'm a stand-up woman. The guys Mm. in the club know I'm positive. They know I love God. They know Mm. I... You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They know that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's it's the outsiders that have no clue. Mm -hmm. So... But then the guys in the club, they have their issues too. And they, you know, project them onto us. Like what? Well, I, I tell the girls all the time, look, don't let these people get to you. You're here making money. They're here spending the money that they made. Mm-hmm. Who's got the problem? You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. seriously. Yes, yes, you can't. Yeah. How are you going to let someone come in here and make you feel like less than about yourself when they're spending their hard-earned money on you? 
Malaya, open up a strip club, girl. I don't want to. It's too much niggas. It's niggas. The niggas. <laughs> when, once you start I getting like nigga that's, haters. That's for you. Once you start getting that's nigga haters, you know you girl. Purpose, that's when your life is threatened, sis. No, like, the but niggas that's okay. Are, Rise to the occasion. I don't want to die. You see, I, I was supposed <laughs> to be being bullied. And thank you for men. the repost. I didn't see you in person. <laughs> Telling you, but, but, but men, the men, men, will men hate. You, but that's because they fear your power. Men hate on a whole nother level. When they, when you get past special, the woman sis, haters and get you, the you men haters, it. it's like that's okay though. <laughs> Yesterday, niggas will tie your ass up like for no, real. No, they just instill that fear in you and have you thinking that's what they're gonna do. But trust me, if you keep. You know I you like that, watch? Jazzy. I'm serious. I might have to like write that down five times what? in the morning. Get your affirmations <laughs> on. What? Well, I don't even know what the fuck I said. What you gonna write I down five too. times? I forgot too. Well, you said men want us to. No, they not gonna tie us up. They want us and to instill that fear in right. you and have you thinking that's what they're gonna do. I feel victim but to they it. Do that too that's how we other. end up in toxic relationships because they have you thinking. I don't need no niggas trying to tie me up. They not gonna do that, and it's so funny. Like yesterday, it's very hard to find people that can be business in a party atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, when a lot going on. when this bitch is naked, and yeah. you know what I'm saying, and you can drink and you can smoke, and your homeboys is there, it's hard to find people that'll take shit seriously. Yeah. So. It's just really, I, it's not for me. I'm not, I'm like, I'm a cream puff. I'm too nice. And it, it you have to be like. Assertive. Yes. A boss. Yeah. But not a bitch. No, you can bitch, do it. Not a bitch. No, I'm but saying, you we have mistaken to be on people because they're going to steal. That's one thing. If I did have a strip Even if you're on people, they're going to, everyone's going to steal. They're going to steal. You have you to like have, have that. Yeah. It's just about how much. This is what you're going to lose. Typically, you know what I'm saying, but right. I think you really—that's my Ah, girl. I don't want to strip up. No, really, even if it's not that. Even though I don't want to boss up, because I feel like you can be the prototype for a lot of the upcoming aspiring strippers that just want to do that, and they don't have a example as to how to do it. See. Fortunately for you, you had your brother's friends. You know, you had to. And I was serious about dancing, so I researched other dancers. Because right now it's a big business. Look at Atlanta. Yeah. You know, I researched that. I don't think other dancers really like know who Dita Von Teese is. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, Beautiful. Um, I she is to me like. But you could she, be the black version of that. But she has support. The urban version. She has support. Do you know Dita's mom and sister came in on her shit? Like, she started off stripping. You know what I'm saying? But her mom and sister, they started helping her with their that's clothes. Right. And it's just like that support, though, honey, is like you still so get it important. It's helpful. It's great to have. It's almost like great to have both parents in the household. But you can still live your life and be successful without a father, without a mother, or without both. You can. So look you at can. it that way. Just try to change your mindset. And you're very smart enough to do that. I'm the telling you. The support is so important. It's not crucial, though, and it's not necessary. It was, it's only Probably helpful. not now for me. Mm -hmm. But at the time, at you the know, time. coming up, it... 
it, but don't let that be a factor right, now right. is what I'm telling you're you. Right. I you're right. Because I feel like you have enough experience. You're smart enough to know exact, especially now, because you're woke, quote unquote, as they like to call it. You what know where that? you want to take your career. You know where you want to take your life. And I think you just have to live more fearlessly more than just yeah i i do i have i i am timid because like i said that's Mm -hmm. part of what also kept me in this Mm -hmm. is the not feeling like oh i'm the shit i'm finna get these niggas oh i'm I'm finna put this pussy on this nigga you know what i'm saying like that's fine yeah but you know all of this like we said is gonna drop drag swing and hang so we gotta we gotta figure out how to flip this and i I mean honestly i can quit tomorrow and, and move if I A lot of people to. that didn't dance can't say that. Can't do that. Well, that's because, like I said, I'm very frugal. You know what I'm saying? So That's a lesson learned right there. And there's a lot of women. Stripping ain't going nowhere. The fantasy of it all ain't it's going really nowhere. It's really not. You can really teach a lot of girls that's, that want to get involved into this industry. I do. I want them to know, um, take care of their self. You don't want to ask you those women. I don't want to ask you because I don't want to get too far from the whole rant with Drake. Now, it was one line. To me, it still makes me laugh. <laughs> with the Beyonce reference. Can you please just explain what Drake said when it came to you referencing Beyonce and doing a comparison? What was said exactly and why? I just would try to explain to him. Because he wanted you to stop dancing. Is that what it was? Yeah, but people don't understand. It's not like he was trying to help me do something else. Mm. You know, it's like people are like, oh, Drake was trying to retire you. You're so stupid. Like, no, he wasn't trying to retire me. He was just telling me to retire, being condescending. You know what I'm saying? Like, he always hap- like seems to be. So it's not like, oh no, he was trying to take me out of the club or help me out. No, that's not the case. He was just trying to make me feel like I was nothing. You know what I'm saying? Especially, oh, you won't, you're not nothing unless, until I said something about you. But that was fucking 10 years ago. Like, what about all the other bitches that you've been with and tried to, you know, bring out? Nobody's saying anything about them. So you can't fucking tell me that you're the only reason why I'm still popping. Ten years? Really? Like, we didn't date forever. So, I mean, that's just, like, annoying to me. And even the blogs, they're always Drake, Malaya, you know, Malaya, Drake's ex. And it's like... I'm more than just his ex. That was ten years ago. Get over it. You get over it. Mm -hmm. I'm over it. You get over it, you know, mm-hmm. like it's crazy to me. That was 10 years ago, it was literally probably like eight or 10 years ago. Yes, was that like the Malaya eight, Malaya, ten, Malaya you the same work tonight? Fucking shit. Yes, is that how y'all met? It wasn't did y'all know each other prior to that shout out? No, he's seen me dancing, and that's another thing. Like, nigga, how are you gonna be telling me about dancing and you, you were you're the one that was stuck when you saw me dancing too. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, it it got you. You know what I'm saying? So that's what, that's what I told him. Like, dude, yeah. this shit got you. Yeah. So what are you talking about? Guys do that, though. They always try to make you quit what it is that you're doing. So he never tried to say, okay, stop. Here's a, a certain amount of money. 
I'm going to invest what business. He never approached you on that. Um, we had a talk one time. He he told me to to fitness, which I think was a good idea. I think that if I would have done the fitness when he told me to, because I was already doing it. You know what I'm saying? That it probably really would have took off. You know. But I'm rebellious as fuck, too. Like, if you, you know, I am. I'm fucked up. But <laughs> I am. I'm fucked up. We're all fucked up. I'm fucked up. <laughs> but, um, um. So he wanted you to get into To fitness. do the fitness thing. And he, and he said, said that, that we would invest. do some things. Yeah. But, I mean, honestly. Do I'm, you think it was on talk or did you really believe them? I hoped, but mm -hmm. I'm not that type of person that's going to sit around and wait for anybody to do anything for me, yeah. you know? I was doing my thing. I hit him up a couple of times, like, what's up with the, you know, idea? Um, but I'm not going to bug you. And after I didn't hear from him for about four months about it, yeah. I, you know, met somebody. I posted a picture on IG, and bitch, I got a fucking text 30 seconds later, like, oh, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and I'm like... Now. That's fast. <laughs> Maybe 28. No! <laughs> yes, Malaya. <laughs> but, you know, like, literally, like, dude, I haven't even talked to you. What are you talking about? You know, like, oh, okay, that's what you're doing now. You know, and it was crazy. He even had, he even had, like, he was talking to some people in Houston, and he made sure that it got back to the guy that I was calling him, begging him. I did. I called him and begged him to help me figure out business and what to do with all this money because right. I didn't know anybody to help me. Yeah. At the time, I felt like the guy that I was with in Houston was, like, really trying to keep me from doing anything all my ideas he would shoot down you know what i'm saying like it just he really discouraged yeah, me and i and i respected him a lot because he was a good businessman and Drake. that was no the guy you were yeah okay so you know i expressed to him that i know that no one's gonna help me i know that this person doesn't want me to move forward yeah. i feel it yeah. but i don't know what i'm doing you know and i that really hurt me about drake because he snitched and then he just kind of like you know disappeared like yeah and i asked you to help me and that's not that's fine that's nigga shit that's what niggas do you know what i'm saying but it's like sabotage and probably reclaim you back but he didn't even do that he sabotaged it tried to i don't know if it worked well that was before the whole houston situation no yeah this is this yeah. is right right i understand this is old but to do that to try to sabotage and go to the guy you were currently dating at that time and let him know that hey your chick right, is reaching right. out to me right and then disappear right uh, the, to me that was just like honestly honestly i just i always thought it was so petty of him i never yeah. thought that he was even worried about me you know like you're dating rihanna you're you're like he's not worried about me yeah. you know what i'm saying like and that's it didn't bother me, you know. It's just like, hey, where are you thinking about me? I ain't thinking about him, you know. Did he tell so, you he loved you. He ever told you he loved you? He says he loves everybody. Like, girl, everybody. He loves everybody. He loves everybody, girl. I love you, Jess. You love everybody. You know who you love. Girl. You love yourself. That's my favorite reply. 
But he did tell you he loved you, basically. Yeah. And you did say earlier I on loved that you him. Loved I think that that's what people can't let go of. That you were genuine. I was sincere. Mm. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like I think that that's what they see. And his fans really want him to be with someone who cares for him. So that's what I think maybe they're holding on to. His fans, do you feel like they're Team Malaya? Definitely not. But I think that they're kind of... I think that people are kind of obsessed with it because they know that I was genuine. And he shouted you out multiple times. Now, are you the girl that he's talking about when he says, face like Claire Huxable, ass on Girl, I don't Texas? know what he's talking about. <laughs> A lot of people mm-hmm. hear that and say, oh, Malaya, because Claire Huxable's gorgeous, you're so. gorgeous, and she has I don't a, think that a pretty wholesome face. You have that. I think that Drake said the Malaya comment, and ever since then, I don't, maybe, I don't know, maybe the... When you hear his lyrics, what do you know that, that resonates with you? You're like, he's talking it's about It's that me. first album. That first album, I know a lot. Like, Drake is so funny. Like He is, like, really good at what he does. Um, yeah. You know, I can't take that from no one can. Yeah. That dude is so focused. If he you say something catchy, he's going to type it in his phone because it might pop up in a song. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, so that's when I listen to his album. I'm like... I might have inspired that. I think we talked about that. Or you know what I I'm saying? I think I said that. Right, 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 so you're right. you're a ghostwriter. Right. Fuck with Bella. Shout out to Malai Michelle, son. No, I'm joking. No, no, joking, no, no. Joking, So when I listen to that album, it's cool. But I really honestly haven't listened to any of his other albums. Really? I really don't listen to music. I, I'm not a TV watcher. I'm yeah. not a partier. I, I party for work. I don't want to fucking party when I'm on my free time, you know? Yeah. So Since the whole Houston appreciation, have y'all spoken recently? Mm-mm. Has he apologized for what he said since you... Nothing. No, he still denies, like, not knowing. But the way that he said it, it was just like, what did I do? I didn't do anything. I didn't do it. I'm like... To me, the way that you're saying it is like, you know it was going to happen, but you just didn't do it. You had your mm. goons do it. You know what mm. I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. mm. I, I just, there's no way. No way. The whole situation was just like so beneath him to me. Um, Drake is such a classy guy. Mm. He's really a classy guy. Like, that's why I think so many women like him. They're not used to being treated that way, and I'm not going to lie about it. I've dated other guys, and they sure as hell didn't treat me in the manner that he did. You know what I'm saying? So, he treats, he know his mother raised him right. He knows how to treat you. He knows how to, but his ass, though. He's a Scorpio. He'll snatch that shit back in a minute. Like, you know, <laughs> like he'll bite your ass, you yeah. know, as soon as you're like, oh, this is wonderful. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You got me all caught up shit. You just snapped it back. Um, <laughs> so, wow, 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 wow. It's hard to get It's hard. Stuck. It's so hard. <laughs> like, dude, it's yeah. so hard to date because he has so many fans. Like, how am I going to date a Drake fan? Yes. Right. You know what I'm how saying? Do you go at, how do you how follow do you up date with that? a guy that's your ex's fan? Yeah. Fuck. Trying to start going out a date and you're blasting his album. It's like, 
I fucking sucked this dude's dick, dude. Like, dude I fucked the shit out of this dude's dick. <laughs> <laughs> the dude is like, man, I'm so jealous. <laughs> it's like, you want to talk to I'm Jeez. pretty sure. Like, look, you want me to just exit out this situation? I can leave y'all together. <laughs> honestly. Honestly. It's so terrible. The thing is, you have to think it's a guy that's not. What would you say? Uh, for me, I like I like older men. I like businessmen. Yeah. I like men that can look <laughs> assess a situation and say, okay, this is how we gonna work this situation out. Like I like that. I don't like industry guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> I want somebody real, and I want somebody who's control of their own life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, do you do you feel surprised? Because currently, he's been in the headlines when it comes to a lot of women saying that you know they pregnant by him. Like I remember at one point, I had to tell the news, obviously entertainment, and it was like two in one week was saying I'm pregnant by Drake. I'm pregnant by Drake. I and I was like, what? I'm not surprised. Drake's dick is like this. <laughs> <laughs> And you're like, ah! <laughs> where did that come from? Like, how did all that dick roll out of your pants? I don't get it. Really? Well, okay. No, he does. All right. And he knows it, and he's charming, and he, you know what I'm saying? It's it's oh, so easy package. for him. It's easy. Cock, yeah. personality, money, talent. talent. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's very. He's he's awful. He's awful. <laughs> but what does that say no, about the women saying awesome. that they're pregnant, though? Like, no, I be, everyone I believe claimed it. that it was like, I believe he never it. used a condom with me. Does that sound believable? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean. Because I feel like that was just like. Girl, oh, I don't like think Drake any of these niggas want to ever. You got to make them put on condoms. Mm. I'm sorry. I, every guy I've ever been with, mm. if I seriously was like, that motherfucker wouldn't put on no condom. Please. That's our job. Yes. <laughs> yes. Wow. So needless to say, this sex was great with Drake. It was. It was really good sex with Drake. It was very passionate. No holds bark. <laughs> there you go. Now, I'm just, I'm just assuming, I didn't want to finish this up with that because I never knew how y'all met. I know he shouted you out on the song. So he saw me dancing. And you know, it was so funny because I could feel him watching me. Was he Drake at that time? He was Drake. But, okay, so I, I, I love Andre Johnson mm-hmm. in Houston. He's like Andre Johnson. And he's married. No disrespect to Mrs. Andre okay. <laughs> at all. I'm a little but oblivious. Is that like a football player? He's a football player. Okay. And I don't, I don't think he plays anymore. I don't know. I don't keep up with him like that. But as a person... Yeah. Um, I just think he's such a great guy. Okay. Like he, his sportsmanship when he was playing the game, the way he treats people when he comes out. Like, I just think this man is amazing. You know what I'm saying? So I I love Andre. Like everyone knows it. <laughs> I love him. And he yeah, was talking to Andre. Okay. So that's how I saw him. Because <laughs> okay. he was talking to Andre, and I was like, that guy. He's talking to Andre. So they tipped me, but I could just, I could feel him watching me. Mm-hmm. And um, I wasn't surprised when I heard 
my name in the song because he was watching me you know what I'm saying and and there's certain times when I'm on stage that I know I'm on like I know I'm rocking this shit <laughs> and that night it was my birthday too I Yay! knew I had Kubana less Oh, you're the end of November. Oh, this is the September. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I had Kubanales there. I had Elkie the Stallion there. Okay. And it was three the hard way. And we killed the shit. And Drake was there. It was hot. It was good. Mm -hmm. It was it was a good birthday. And I was on. So I wasn't shocked when I heard the Malaya, you know, shout out. Really? No, I wasn't. I was How like, soon after did it come after that initial meeting with him? I don't remember. It wasn't that long, though. Ooh. It wasn't that long. So how did you guys, so after the shout-out, did his team call you? They reached out to you? Jazz hit me. I was like, you know, we want you to be in the Find Your Love video. Drake is shooting in Jamaica. And that's how everything started in Jamaica. It was really romantic, too. So y'all clicked in Jamaica? We clicked in Jamaica, girl. Too. You, can't, you went out there for business, but you knew. That's it. I was going to fuck with her, right? Girl, come on. You already know. You're like, that nigga. We always know when we going to give up the pussy, right? No, I mean, I and like then I he was... Just, just don't talk yourself the, out of the pussy. That's what I tell them. <laughs> I know I'm going to fuck you. Just don't I, fuck it I up. I don't know. I you am be so... Knowing? I don't know. Like, you have I to... Know. I know <laughs> right when I'm about to. <laughs> 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 then I know. But at first, because I'm... I don't know. I, I run into so many guys. It's really hard to attract me. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It's something. It... I will get so turned off by a fine-ass nigga. You know what I'm saying? Or I will get so turned off by just the littlest, the smallest things about yeah. a person. So, it's just got to be right for me. Yeah, and it was right in Jamaica. Girl, you shot the video. Well, we did not know. I waited. I waited. I waited. But I did hang out with him a lot. We were, I was on tour a lot with him when he was doing that first album or whatever, so mm -hmm. that's how it happened. Wow. <laughs> Is there any chance of you guys rekindling at all? I don't think so. I think that we do you not feel like he's get No, definitely not. No. no. He can change his car like anyways. Too, I know that's hurtful I'm us. just too good. And you know what? I'm going to say that his condescending ways might not be wrong. It might be my condition. You know what I'm saying? As saying a that. person. Like I said, I'm just kind of blunt and mean or kind of, you know, that might not work for him. You know what I'm saying? And that's my condition and my rate. You know, mm. he's honestly probably is right in a sense. You know what I'm saying? But we're just, no. He we're wasn't just right two. about that. Don't compare yourself to the great Beyonce. What was ah! that? That was so funny. How the hell am I not going to compare myself to Beyonce? That's what we do. I'm on stage dancing. Yes. <laughs> so what was it? One day we were just arguing about you stop dancing and he said, and you said, well, Beyonce does it. No, actually we had broken up and he was in Chicago and I flew to Chicago because I was like, I'm going to talk to him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I he need to talk Chicago to him. And face. I flew myself to Chicago because I wanted to talk to him and to get an understanding with him. And we talked, and it was awful. You know, so I was just like, you know, maybe he's not serious about me. Like, he's putting on to me. Maybe that's just it. But um, 
And I left him alone after that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, but in the midst of that meeting, that Beyonce reference came out. Oh, I, I just, like, tried to talk to him and explain to him about the dancing and that I loved it. And I was like, that was the argument? Yes, Party. because the thing about me and dancing at the time, I was like, literally, I don't take anything off. I, <laughs> people are like, you need to just go burlesque because I, I don't get naked at all. Like, That's true. I keep, and I like to wear fishnets. I like to wear bustiers, you know, because I am covered. And I feel like a little mystery is so sexy. Yeah compared to just a naked woman when i go to a strip club i don't keep your pussy away from me like i don't want you on me like that you know i love to watch sexy ass women on stage and i like to see a woman vibe you know because i want to vibe with her you know i think all black people like that i think that that's what brings us to the strip club is that we like rhythm that's what we do, you know. We're with, we're rhythmic. We mm -hmm. like to dance. We like to. Where else are we gonna see someone dance? You know, like that. Nowhere. Mm -hmm. Like that's why the strip club is just always gonna be popping. Not just for guys, but for women too. Mm -hmm. You know, cause we just like to vibe. Yeah. You know, so. Um, and you said. I I tried to explain that to him, and like I said, our cultures are different. You know, he just doesn't, and I'm like, Beyonce wears the same kind of stuff I wear. You know what I'm saying? Like, That's I true. copied some of her outfits, yes. you know, like, Me too. <laughs> we all do. You don't compare yourself to Beyonce. You, you're not Beyonce. Like, I know I'm not Beyonce, nigga. Like, <laughs> like I'm not trying to say I'm Beyonce, but like, how the hell are you going to tell anybody not to compare themselves to Beyonce? <laughs> Doesn't compare. Who hasn't been Beyonce at least once? <laughs> I mean, come on. That is like Beyonce. I, right. We done it prior to her. We compared ourselves to Donna Ross prior to that. Like we, it's what we do as people. We always aspire to be the beautiful women prior to us. That's rocking. I just love hearing you explain that in person because on text or Twitter, Instagram on paper or whatever. Oh, they, they wore just, me out. They wore was, me out, girl. I was like... I got it, though. And I'm I like, what got it. Y'all ain't finna tell me I can't be Beyonce. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> I'm gonna be Beyonce, goddammit. <laughs> I'm gonna be Beyonce tomorrow, too. Shoot. <laughs> now, we talked a lot about your childhood. We talked about um, your career. Mm -hmm. We talked about you being woke as a motherfucker. <laughs> we talked about your relationship that was high profile with Drake. A lot was said in this interview. When it's all said and done, what do you want people to take away from this interview with you? Um, nothing. They can take what they want to take. I'm going to still be who I am. You know what I'm saying? I just don't like... I think that I've been too silent. I've let people you know dictate who I am and I'm tired of that I'm tired of the fake media I'm tired of you know really the manipulation I'm just tired of all of it and you just I mean be yourself. I'm just gonna be myself and, you and don't really care I really don't you know I but I do feel like 
you got to be yourself. You got to put yourself out there so that people know who you are. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Or you don't. I mean, you really. I mean, it's just up to you, honestly. It really doesn't matter what people think. I have been through that. You know, when I was younger, when I first came out, wasn't nobody dancing dealing with someone like Drake. Yeah. Like literally they wore me out. Like I've been in a situation where I was like in the corner just crying. Like I can't believe people are saying these things about me. You know, like I cuz I didn't even know what the blogs were. Yeah. So, and then my mom goes and sees that like, "Oh my god." Did I bring you closer? No. Yes, because she didn't have my back about it. You know what I'm saying? Right. I understand because she was more of a businesswoman, a hard worker. Took a different route. Yeah, and the whole my my other she has sisters that were in her ear. Like I don't get along with my aunts over this, and you know it's just it's nuts. Mm-hmm. It's nuts. Well, what I think people should get away from it is everything I just described prior. And just to say, you know, you are a human being like the rest of us. You're not just a piece of meat, even though we understand that she... I could be a piece of meat, though. So. Right, I was going to say, even though that's what... She, I, I guess stripper, that's what you project, you put out there. But it's more of your sexualities, your sensual way about yourself. You're very sensual in the way that you dance. And when you started off doing it, you, your mindset was different. Like you said, I ain't coming here, I'm not selling no pussy. <laughs> and I think, you know, you informed a lot of people as to who you really are and who you were in your upbringing. That's why I love this podcast. You have a story. <laughs> this is a platform for you to share your story right. and let people know who you really are from the horse's mouth. Right. Right. So I, I really enjoy that. And you are a woman in hip hop because <laughs> you inspired the biggest hip hop star to write certain <laughs> lyrics. You know what I'm saying? So you have a lot of power within yourself. Comment. I think that's so like, dope. That's cool. You've been in music videos, you know what I'm saying? That's a woman in hip hop as well. You know, so I like to shed light on women in all aspects in this culture. Rather you rapping, tapping or dancing. And here I got a dancer. And she's so proud to be one. And I feel like you represent it so well. Thank you. And, and I just think that is dope. So I really appreciate you definitely coming on this podcast. Thank you for having me. Shedding light on who you are. <laughs> and I just can't wait to see what you do next. And I really, really want you to focus on prospering and evolving and elevating and not being afraid about what anybody else thinks and really proving that. Because these men, like you said, will hate on you more than these females. You've dealt with the, the underground world when it comes to the women <laughs> you know what i'm saying in the strip yeah. club world that's that's hard that's harmless now though. it is but you know like yeah. a lot of people can't fathom dealing with those type of females in that in that world you've been dealing with it for how long have you been dancing now if i go back if from 16 from, from the from, party from that, from that woman that's locked up right now maybe <laughs> that party years, with you like your 18 friend. years 18 years? Yeah. Well, see, I mean, and you're here, and you're beautiful, and like you said mm-hmm. on your Instagram, you're in your 30s, like I am, mm-hmm. and you're killing some of these young, you're killing all these <laughs> young, you're still the number one sought-after stripper in the world. That's big. And that's a, that's a huge platform like, in the world. These are beautiful. You know, yeah. a lot of them aren't even, a lot of them have, are perfect, you mm-hmm. know, because they've gotten the work done. They're, like, perfect. So I really... And your work done free. 
and work done free. <laughs> Ooh, gotta let the people know that. Yeah. yeah. Don't take nothing from this interview. At least take that. Huh? <laughs> yes. yes. Okay, so I'm going to wrap this up like I do with um, all of the other guests that come on the show. I asked all the hip-hop questions. I didn't do that with you, so I'm going to run this down okay. real quick. If you can, name me your top five favorite female rappers. <sighs> Nikki. I got to say Nikki. She's a sag. <laughs> She get on my nerves sometimes, but I like her. She's dope. <laughs> She's dope. Can nobody, can nobody fuck with Nikki? She, her lyrics are dope. You know, you gotta fuck that. They trying to shit on Nikki right now, but Nikki's Nikki crazy. But that's what brilliance and that's what greatness is sometimes. It's a little off. Um, <laughs> Why do you think she get on your nerves sometimes? I've met Nikki. Oh, okay. you know what I'm oh. saying? So. But you know, I can't. I wasn't meeting her. I was, I was disappointed. She was mean. Really? <laughs> but she's mean on, you know, you 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 know she's mean. You know what I'm saying? But I just think she should be nicer. I think was she that, mean because you were dating Drake? I don't know. She was mean though. And I was so hurt because I was Cause such you were a so Nikki sweet, fan. I'm sure. And I used to be like a complete, like all about Nikki. Because she's sad. So when she said her, some of her lyrics, I feel like, oh my God, she's talking. She pulled that out of my soul. Yeah. You know, so yeah. <laughs> I, I, I still love her though. I think she's, I have to say. You met her more than once, right? No, I only met her once. Just find that real quick. What was, what was it like? I mean, I know what it was like, but what was the encounter? What happened? I was trying to say hi to her. She didn't even. She. I was right there, and she wouldn't look at me or anything. She's just like, no. She you know. You? No. Did and I was like, literally right there, like reaching out to him, like, like hi, hi. hi. <laughs> Obviously, hi, like close. Like, yeah, I mean, like, and right that's now. cool. She's Nikki, you know. But it's like, that's not cool. no, I didn't think it was cool. Okay, I'm gonna say no. That's, I thought that's it was like so extra, but um, mm. I don't think that. People should be like that. I don't care how successful you are. You cannot be successful fast as shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can fall just as, you know, quick as you rose. But I'm pretty sure she's had a lot of bullshit, too. You know what I'm saying? There's a reason why everybody is the way they are. So, But it just sucks because you you really fuck with her. I her. I loved her. And I was like, cried. Like, I was like, so sad. You tell Drake? (laughs) Oh. <laughs> I'm like, Bam, no. be nice to me. <laughs> okay. They can probably curse his ass out too. <laughs> no. Um, I'm loving Cardi, of course. Yes. Cardi, she came to AOD last week, and when I tell you, I have never felt such a beautiful spirit. To me, her spirit is so amazing. That's why everyone loves her. You know what I'm saying? It's her spirit is so beautiful. Mm. I gave her a hug. She's just so great. She's a great person. So, um. She's a Libra. <laughs> oh, you're I a Libra? Yes. I love Libras. Libra yeah, we're dope. Dope. Yeah, pretty much. Libras. <laughs> I agree, I agree. Thank you. Thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> um, uh, Remy. Remy. I love fucking Remy, man. I've always loved Remy and her. Uh, I, I like the. The like, she makes me feel hard. Like I could fucking rob a 
bank. Like, you know, <laughs> she makes Bad me so powerful. I, I think she's dope. Um, <laughs> Kim, of course, little Kim. Um, yeah, it's Foxy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you actually have a dope-ass top five. Dope, dope. A little bit of old school, a little bit of now. Yes, yeah, super dope. I yeah. love it. Nikki, Cardi, Remy, Kim, Foxy. Dope list. Do you have a favorite female rap song? Because I want to play this in this episode. Favorite? Female rap record. I mean, uh, Nikki. Yeah, Nikki Nikki's record. pink print. Her whole pink print. Oh. But awesome. favorite is my favorite song on there. It's called Favorite? Mm-hmm. Okay. See, I don't really know, like, the names like that. Yeah, Even that's, like, Nikki, the best. I, I, but I love that album. Nikki is dope. She's just so dope. She, she, she gets a pass. Yeah. You know, because she's so fucking dope. Yeah, and I'm sure, <laughs> listen, maybe she's watching this interview. Hey, Nikki. Nah, I'm going to talk to your ass. <laughs> I'm speaking to your ass. <laughs> I'm sure that would change. Favorite song to dance to, like in the mirror, mm. or on stage, whatever. Your favorite song to dance to. Beyonce. You can't Ooh. tell me I ain't Beyonce, girl. <laughs> Which Beyonce song? Give it to me. Speechless. Yes, cause you're so sensual. <laughs> when we're speechless, speechless comes everyone on, the stripper will say, "I'm Beyonce." Okay. Everyone <laughs> will be like, "Pop that ass, shake that Gucci, uh, drop it." Like you, they would probably say Bodak Yellow right now. <laughs> say Beyonce speechless now anybody that's in this room see y'all don't understand when y'all see her dance she you would dance her R&B record and mm-hmm. would be killing it like mm-hmm. you don't really do all the tricks you do them right the I can tricks. do them but guys are like come over here get off there come down here they don't want me on the pole they, they want, want me to shake my ass so yeah. I mean I think that's some people that's what they want to see them do, but they don't yeah. want to see me on the pole. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I love watching you. I get it. Thank you. Okay, so like I said, we went from your childhood, your humble beginnings, to your dancing, your relationships, and everything you had to endure in life. Now we fast forward, we're here today. If you can, explain in one word, describe where you are in life right now. Not a phrase, not a sentence, but one word. Growing. Growing. It's actually perfect. <laughs> Thank you so much, Blind, for the interview. I think you are so dope. I'm so Thank happy you. we did this. And um, yeah, y'all stay tuned. Woman in Hip Hop Podcast. Y'all follow my girl, Malaya Michelle. She is doing her thing. And um, we out. Jazzy Girl, Woman in Hip Hop Podcast. This is. <laughs> Thank you. That was amazing. I did. I had fun. Did you have one? Yes, I did. And you're awesome, girl. Hey. You have such a great presence on her. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Wait, do I need to hit Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.